us to hear, to know, and understand your word. Father God, this sermon and every sermon that is preached from this podium is done so for the express purpose of life application. Father God, let this not just be a lectern where talks are given, but Father God, let this be a house where the people come and receive instruction and they go out and live according to what thus saith the Lord. Father God, I pray for the hearing of every man, woman, boy, and girl on the sound of my voice. I pray for the spirits and the minds, Father God, of them, that they may receive what you have for them today and that they may live better because of it. God, I believe you and I thank you. And I'm declaring your grace right now in this room. And it is so in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Can you do me a favor because I don't, I. I just feel like it would be better coming from you than me because I'm not sitting where you're sitting. I need you to tell somebody that because you decided to come today, because you decided to show up today, he's about to show up for you. Now, it may not mean anything for those of you who, <laughs> those of you who, 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 didn't, who didn't really think about coming, but there's a few of you there's a few of you who had to make a hard decision in arriving today. And I need you to prophesy to your brother and sister and tell them because you decided to show up today. This week, he's about to show up for you. I'm not trying to geek nobody up. I'm just telling you what the Holy Ghost just told me. I hear God saying, I know the hell you had to go through. I know the emotions and the attitudes you had to push through. I know how you had to look yourself in the mirror. I know how you had to rebuke the devil. And I just need you to know that since you press your way to come in here today, Frank, hear me in the spirit. God's about to change some stuff in your life right now just because you decided to show up today. I know all this church stuff don't mean a lot yet, but I need you to know that even though you haven't got serious about God yet, God is serious about you and he loves you and he cares about you and he's been looking for you and he's been praying for you and there is a just tell somebody I'm glad you showed up I'm glad you showed up you may have to get out of your seat for a moment just tell them I'm glad you showed up find somebody you don't know find somebody you don't recognize and just declare I going to show up for you this week he's going to show up for you this week he's going to show up for you this week because you showed up I'm not trying to push nobody but listen the old church used to say you can't beat God's giving
give God two hours in a worship service and watch him turn your whole week around struggle through your emotions and come get in the worship setting and watch won't he hear from heaven forgive you of your sins And just in case you had some feelings of trepidation, just in case you had some worries, ain't nobody in here perfect. Nobody sitting on your robe, nobody preaching to you, nobody singing to you. None of us got it all together. But I promise you, there is now unto him who is able to, he will keep you, my brother. He will keep you. He's going to do something I put a demand on the Spirit of God right now in the name of Jesus. If I be a man of God, I declare in Jesus' name that as you go into your new week in response to the obedience of the, to the Father in drawing you to his house today, he shall manifest himself in miracles, signs, and wonders. For the word declares that these signs shall follow them that believe. Is there anybody in here who receives that because you showed up today? God's about to show up in your week. He's about to show up in your family. He's about to show up in your school. He's about to show up in your relationship. He's about to show up in your... I don't know who needs to hear this word. But I hear the Lord saying, it ain't about you being perfect. It's about you being present. Okay, maybe that was just for me, Rodney. Tell somebody, it ain't about you being perfect. It's about you being present. Because if you in the room, and he's in the room, whatever he brought, I wish I had some real black mothers to holler at me for a minute. Come on. Listen. Listen. You know how mama used to treat you. It, even if you brought somebody to your house that you didn't tell her about first. She was going to cuss you out in the back. But she was going to make sure that she stretched that meal to feed them too. I don't know who needs to hear this. But I hear God saying, I'm about to stretch some stuff because you thought you weren't included. You thought you were counted out. But God says, since you came to my table today, I'm about to stretch this meal and the miracle that was for somebody else is about to be for you too. The blessing that was for somebody else is about to be for you too. The gift that was for somebody else is about... I wish somebody would just shout, me too, me too. Me too. Somebody getting healed from cancer, me too. Somebody getting healed from diabetes, me too. Somebody getting keys to a new place, me too. Somebody getting a new job, me too. Somebody getting a healing in their heart, me too. Somebody getting delivered from addiction, me too. Somebody coming out of fornication, me too. Somebody coming out of adultery, me too. Somebody's walking in power. Me too.
did he promise you? Me too. I'm glad to be in the house with y'all because I hear miracles. I hear healing. I hear deliverance. And because I'm in the house with you, I can get the same thing that's available to It ain't about being perfect. It's about being present. Ser I'm serious. I'll tell my own kids, listen, I don't even care if you got an attitude, still come. Be pissed all the way off at me. I care not. Sit right here and in your pissivity, let the Holy Ghost do something in the room that could not happen at your house. You can be pissed at your house and not be blessed. But you can't be at the house of the Lord even as you pissed off because you in his house. That's, maybe that's too deep. I'm sorry. Is that too deep, too off? Too... We ain't got to have all the answers. Just show up. Ain't about what you wear in the church. Show up. Ain't about whether you know somebody or not. Show up. Ain't about the last time you came, show up. Cause when you show up, this is what my granddaddy used to say. If you show up, he'll sh And I feel the spirit of God, I'm moving. I feel the, cause I made a promise to Kena and I'm not trying to keep it. I feel the spirit of God pushing me to tell you this. Listen, there, oh my God, thank you Jesus. I feel like there are a couple people in here who are still questioning whether he's real and not real in his sovereignty but real in your particular situation I feel like there, there, there are a couple of people there are a couple of families that showed up today to say God alright if you really real prove it and I heard the Lord say prove me now herewith I, I, I want you to know that your presence, I'm about to help you out because a good lawyer knows loopholes. Malachi says, bring all your tithes and offering to the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith that I will not pour out the windows, of, open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that you have room enough to receive. I just declared you an offering. I just declared you a tithe for your family you are an offering and you are a tithe and since you brought your offering and your tithe yourself because you came into the storehouse God's about to open up the oh, did anybody miss that because they thought I was about to raise an offering no family you the offering and God says because you came I'm about to open up my windows and I'm about to pour out on your life because you're the offering. You're the seed. Because it was the priest's responsibility to sanctify an offering. In the Old Testament, it was the priest. You brought the offering to the priest, the priest would sanctify it and then offer it to the Lord. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I sanctify every man, woman, boy, and girl under the sound of my voice as a holy 
tithe as a holy offering to you that as they have come father God that you would receive them as a tithe for their families and an offering for their lives and as they offer to you their time and their presence that you would according to the word written by the prophet Malachi that you would open up the windows of heaven and you would pour them out a blessing they would, would not have room enough to receive we declare it to be done and it is so in Jesus name now if you expect the open window blessing take a moment and give God praise only if you receive it though John 21 John 21 John 21 my God the Holy Spirit said sanctify them and make them a tithe listen to me listen to me listen to me because I need some of you some of the leaders I need you to see this remember this day write it down in your spirit because you can even count the people that are in this house this will represent, listen to me, this will represent a tithe or a tenth of the magnitude of what God is getting ready to do among us. They missed that, Kena. This is a tithe. What you're looking at today is a tithe. Leaders, pastor, mark me, man. What you're looking at today is a tithe of what God is going to do. And I declare it in the name of Jesus. Tell somebody, I am a tithe. I am an offering. Ooh, behind the gun. Okay. John chapter 21. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 12, but to start this text, we just want to look at verses 1 and 2. Man, how many of you are excited about what's going to happen this week? Hallelujah. I just got to give you some instruction as we move forward. Uh, John chapter 21. We're going to start reading at verse 1. We're going to just read verses 1 and 2, and I'm going to give you my title, and then we can move forward. It says, after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter... Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were, somebody say that word, together. Everybody shout together. You may be seated. Here's the title of the message, All In Together. Listen to me. There is a corporate anointing that God has commanded in his word to release to his people when they assemble together. You don't believe me? Get in your Bible and go to Psalm 133. He says, and you don't have to turn there, but in Psalm 133 it says that how blessed, how good and pleasant it is rather for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there, listen to me. The word of God says, when they dwell together in unity, when they come together, I command a blessing. You got to hear this because when you come together, whether in the church, whether in your family, whether in any sphere 
of your life, when you just decide to come together, there is a commanded blessing that comes upon your life. I want to encourage you to do everything in your power to come together in what God is doing here in Heavenly Vision. Listen, not because I'm the pastor, because God is doing some great things in many churches, amen, many houses of worship. But if you feel a tug in your heart for whatever reason to be here, be here. Hear what I'm saying, because I really believe God is, 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 is preparing, and not just preparing, like I feel people are already receiving some things. I've been getting calls and testimonies even since May of just, as we declared last month, the swollen clouds. And we declared that radical obedience would literally cause those clouds to douse upon the people of God. And some amazing things have been happening, but I'm telling you, that's, that's a drop in the bucket as it relates to what happens when we all come together. Look at, look at the blessing that God gives you for you just obeying. What do you think he's going to do if we all come together and say, we will obey? 120 people on the day of Pentecost, we'll, we'll be celebrating that at the end of this month. 120 people decided to go together in a room and just pray. Just pray and wait for God to manifest himself. The Bible says he does so. The church turns into 3,000 that day and signs and wonders begin to manifest just because they decided to come together. Because they decided to come together. I'm telling you, there's anointing, there's power in us coming together. Everybody just shout together. together. I know we may not we may not be all together, but we ought to be all together. You got it. We may not have it all together, but at least I, I want God to be able to look at us and say, while they may not have it all together, at least they all together. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want God to look at your family and say, I, I, know, I know they don't have it all together, but I got, I got to bless them because they all. Oh, y'all didn't hear, I said Psalm, Psalm 133, it says it. Listen, you, 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 you don't have to have it all together, but you do need to be all together. And this is why the enemy works so hard at isolation. This is why the enemy works so hard at making you feel like an individual and, and I ain't got to take that and it's about me and, and if I'm being offended or if I get hurt or if this, this and that, then I'm going to go do me. Yeah, do you. God never commanded for you to have a blessing. As a matter of fact, God says if it's just you by yourself, he, didn't, he said to Adam, it ain't even good. It's not good for you to be alone. The, 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 the Ecclesiastes teach us that it's not good for you to be by yourself, but you need a compact, you need somebody, and if it's three of y'all, it's even better. The apostles teach us, tell, uh, tell us that, 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 that where two or three are gathered together, he'll be in the midst. He's like, listen, even if there's trouble among y'all, if y'all just stay in a room together, I'll fix the mess. It, it, the, the apostles teach us that, that it, it's not just about one person praying, but if, 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 if all of y'all start praying, the prayers of the righteous will avail much. There's importance of us being together. And while I know we don't have it all together, we at least need to be all together. All together. Now, 
Keep your Bibles open. Look at verse 3, and then we're going to get out of here. It, it says that Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Now, context. This is after Jesus has resurrected from the grave. This is on the other side of Easter. Jesus, Jesus has resurrected from the grave. He's already started showing himself to, to people. But notice what Peter says. I am going fishing. I got to arrest this. I got to arrest this. Because many of you will, will flirt with the idea of going back to doing what you used to do. Let me arrest that. Let me arrest that. Listen, there is nothing fruitful in your past. You cannot go back. I know it was, I, listen, I know it was comfortable. I, I know it was routine and you understood it and you knew it. You knew what it was about. You, 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 you knew how he would treat you. You knew how she would talk to you. You knew how the money was going to come in. You knew how all the stuff was going to roll out. I understand that. But there is nothing fruitful in your past. And here, if, if that wasn't enough, understand why you cannot go back to doing what you used to do. Because watch this. Peter, because he was the loud one, because he was the one that everybody followed, uh, he was a self-proclaimed leader. You know, some people, they, they make themselves leaders, and they, and they just stand up and say, I, I'm the one. But you, you got to understand that even when you announce yourself as such, there is an unseen weight that is automatically put on your life. So now, everything you do will be emulated, good, bad, and ugly. You don't believe me? Look. Peter says, I'm going fishing. I know I've been, in a, I've been a disciple for the last three years. I know we didn't see signs, miracles, and wonders, and we've been following Jesus, but that season is over. You know, you know people get all spiritual, but the Lord has just moved me in a different direction right now, you know, and I'm just, you know, and I just, you know, I, I feel it in my spirit. No, 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 no. I'm, listen, Kanye been talking about spirits too, and I'm trying to tell you, there's a lot of spirits out there, but there's only one that's holy. Okay, all right. You, you don't believe me? The Bible says that, th that every man has a spirit, and that spirit must be yielded to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, if you're apostolic. Hallelujah. Notice what they say. We will go with you. And they went out and got into a boat. But that night, they caught nothing. Here's why you can't go back. I already told you it was unfruitful, right? But not only is it unfruitful, but because of the influence you have, you will lead people into unfruitfulness as well. He's, he leaves the miracle-working, anointed ministry of Jesus Christ. He is literally, he is literally getting ready to be the bearer of all of the gospel work that Jesus did on earth. And he takes, he takes a leave to go back to what was comfortable. Please, if I'm speaking to your spirit right now, just, just lock in with me and come together with me. You cannot do that because here's the thing. When, you, when, you, when, you, when they would fish in the Sea of Galilee or in, in, or in the Lake of Gennesaret, it was, it was good for them, or Tiberius, it was good for them to do it at night because the fish would bite at night. The fish would bite at night. Listen to me. That's when it was a good time to fish. 
So they would go out at night and they would fish. If you go to the Mediterranean, during the day, you see all the fish boats lined up and docked. But then if you go out at nighttime, they're all fishing because the fish would bite at night. But because they were chosen to do something different, when they went out at night like they're supposed to, I'm going somewhere, they went out at night like they were supposed to, when fish always bite, fish did not bite. And I'm going to tell you, be fast if you want to and not heed the word of the Lord and go out there and try to do it again. I promise you, fish will not bite. Take that however you need to take it. Put it in whatever pipe and smoke it that way. But hear what I'm saying to you. The fish are not going to, it's not going to work like it has before. Because you've been chosen, you've been called, you've been marked, you've been appointed to do the work and the will of God in your life. In whatever sphere that is goes forward and says, and just as day was breaking, so they've been fishing all night. The time that they're supposed to have fish, they've been fishing all night. They received nothing. And so as day is breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Can I help somebody? Because somebody in here is asking themselves, God, why are you not talking to me? Or God, why are you not answering my prayers? Some of you, because, you, because you've been disobedient to go back to doing the stuff you used to do, your perception is off. And you can't even see that it's Jesus right in front of you. Because you calling Jesus a hater. You're calling, literally, the spirit of Christ is moving upon somebody to challenge you in your mess. But because you can't recognize God, you tell them, no, you ain't, uh-uh, you, uh-uh, that ain't, uh-uh, that ain't it, and that ain't this, and no, no, no. You better recognize. I, I, I know that sounds like 1998, but you, you better recognize. Here's, here's, here's what goes on. Verse 5. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? And they answered, like your kids answer when they don't want to tell you the truth. No. Notice what he calls them. He calls them children because he wants, to, he wants to let them know that even though you walked away from me, I'm still in relationship with you. And I think somebody ought to pause and just thank God for that reality. That even though you decided not to be with him, even though you decided not to obey the, the, the spirit of God that was in you, and even though you want to act like it's not, you hear the spirit of God. You've been dreaming dreams and hearing voices since you were little, and you know it's God talking to you, but because you don't want to deal with it, you act like you don't have him. But he says, even though you act like you don't have me, guess what? I still have you. Children, do you have any fish? Of course, he's being rhetorical. In other words, here it is. Children, has he changed his ways? Children, are they treating you any different than they treated you last time? Children, are you making any more money in that place now? Children, are you doing any better in that program that you were defiant to go be a part of when everybody said you shouldn't? Children, are you doing better at that church where you want to do more in ministry? Do they care about your soul? Because I know you're preaching every weekend, and I know you're singing, and you're worshiping, and you're doing all that stuff, that, and you, you, your, your gift is being used, but you, you're dying because you're used. Children, have you caught any fish? 
No. No, 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 we have not. We have not been productive at doing what we once did. Six. And he says, cast your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it down, and now they were not able to haul it all in because of the quantity of fish. I got to move through this, but I'm going to tell you, listen to me. Not only, not only is it daytime to where now all the fish have descended to the bottom of the seabed or the waterbed because it's too hot at the top of the water. So they don't, they, they don't want to go to the top because it's too hot in the daytime. It's the Middle East. And so it's too hot. And so they all go down. Notice this. He says, go to the right side of the boat. And when they went to the right side of the boat, everything that was eluding them all night in the right season, they got it in the quote-unquote wrong season. I don't know who needs to hear this word coming out of my mouth. If you do what God says, he'll give you the right results even if you feel like you're in the wrong place i gotta talk to somebody who feels like they are displaced who feels like that they are out of place all i need you to do is get on the right side i know i know i know you felt like it's been wrong but get on the tell somebody get on the right side just get on the right side why is it not happening because you're on the left side you need to get on the right side get right get on the right side I'm wrong. Well, then figure out how to get right. Get on the right side. We're moving. You have to get on the right side. Verse 7. Now, we see the character of Christ and how he loves them and how he cares for them and how he looks after them. And I don't know if anybody caught this, but uh, is anybody beside me going to endeavor to get on the right side this week? Don't miss this because when you get on the right side, you're not even going to be able to haul in everything that God is getting ready to put in your net. I wish, my God. <clears throat> I, can I declare this for somebody quickly? Only, only for the people who are going to receive it, maybe at 17. Uh, there is a full net in your future. God, I took one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, all right. There's a full net in your future. I'm not trying to geek you up, but I know that some of you are going to get excited about the word and decide to take your net up from the wrong side and put it onto the right side. And when you be obedient to the word of God, I hear God saying, I'm about to fill up your net like never before. It's put it on the right side. Put it on the right side. Verse 7, now let's look at the character of the disciples. It says, the disciple whom Jesus loved, there, watch this. The disciple who Jesus loved, therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. We all together. There are different people in the body, but we all are necessary for one another. Stop being mad at people because they're not your carbon copy. Listen to me. You have to know that you need all the parts of the body in order to have a Bart body. That's why some of the churches that, that we've come, and I'm not hating on nobody's church, but that's why some of the churches have folded, or right now they're in all flesh because you got a bunch of arms. Or you got a bunch of legs. 
You know, you got a bunch of arms. They, they, they got a lot of praise, but no substance. You got a bunch of legs. They doing a bunch of stuff, but ain't nobody life changing. You got a bunch of mouth. They talk a real good game, but don't do nothing for God or his people. You got a lot of ears. They know everything, but can't do nothing with the knowledge that they have. You need, you need the head, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, you know, you need the whole body. And so the first thing that happens is that there was perception, there was, there was sight, there was prophetic understanding. And this is why the Bible tells us do not scoff at prophecy. Here it is. Even though you don't believe it, you better understand that because we serve an eternal God, there are some things that have already happened that can be seen that can help you so you don't fall into disaster. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to get close to anybody in my life that know how to prophesy and not prophesy, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking to certain people. What do you see about my life? Did the Lord show you anything about me this week? Laugh at it if you want to. I didn't save thousands of dollars. I didn't save hundreds of thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars because I had somebody watch this I didn't save I didn't been saved from marrying the wrong one Woo! being in the wrong church pastoring the wrong people because I had somebody in my life that had perspective and so you need to make sure that you have people in your life that have sight John, the beloved, he looks back and he says, now why? Because, listen, nobody else had the sight to see him. But John looked and said, wait. Uh, uh, uh. That's the Lord. And you need people in your life to be able to discern whether it's God or not. Because everything looked good when you own it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to gross nobody. I'm just, everything looked good when it's on you. Everything feel good when it's whispering in the ear and it's like, you know, you know, you know, but see what we're trying to do is, you know. I, I, I've been in a, lot of, in a lot of rooms with deals that sound real good out the mouth, but what did it look like on paper? You need to have people in your life. And here it is. Can I, can I push it real quickly? Uh, stop making decisions without talking to God and the people you know are following God. Because if you were so spiritual deep and your prayers were so on point, you probably would be at a better place right now. Just talk to me. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm putting myself on the table. Because there were a lot of times that I'm like, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor. I'm a bishop in the Lord's church. And, you know, I know God. I'm a, if I fall on my face and I pray, you know, I'm going to pray and declare a thing and it's going to come to pass. And I sat down with my elders and they was like, nah, bro. Because, see, sometimes we pray according to, here it is, our proclivities. Sometimes we pray according to our, uh, you know, our, our, our propensities. And, and we pray uh, along the lines like this. God, I really want it, so if it's your will. Like, no, no, that's backwards. Because when you pray that way, you, you, didn't, you didn't ask God for a conversation. You just asked him for consent. And God has no problem giving consent. He says, if you ask, you receive. Oh, did I twist the word on you? 
I promise I didn't. He says, ask and you receive. If you say, God, I really want him, I really want him, can I have him? He'll be like, yeah. But most of us, we're not asking God, should I have him, should I have him, should I have him? The reality is, is that we have to seek God for perspective. So, John, you need somebody in the crew. Somebody got to be together that has perspective. He says, y'all, that is the Lord. That's God. Don't, whatever you heard, I know you can't see it. Trust my sight. And you got to have people in your life that you're able to trust them even, though, even when you can't see it. I, don't, I, I, I ain't feeling that. Okay, you ain't got to feel it. Just know that I'm telling you the truth. How many of us have missed God moments in our life because we weren't feeling it? I ain't feeling this commitment. I, I ain't feeling this class. I ain't feeling this job. I ain't feeling this schedule. God ain't asked you to fill it. Just fill it. And if you feel it, he'll fill you up. And some of us are trying to figure out why we, why we have empty lives. It's because you're not feeling anything. And you're not being filled by nothing. There's a lot of stuff I do I'm not feeling. But because I trust the one who sent me. Well, if you said so, <laughs> I'm going to go and do it. Now, I don't even know why, but okay. You God, I trust you. So you got to have people in perspective. But then, then it says, when Peter heard that it was the Lord, so John talks to Peter. And, and let me help you. Let me help you. I believe God is in a season to where he's harshly disciplining those around us who have perspective but shut their mouths. You hear me? You, you prophetic people in here? Come on. We're going to talk more about it as the year goes on. There's some things as it relates to prophetic activation. And we're going we're gonna to bring some people in to teach us about the prophetic, to know it clearly. But hear me. If the Lord has been talking to you, I'm not talking about, you know, your, your feelings, your emotions. But if you can't sleep and you've been getting dreams and visions and insight, don't you shut your mouth and act like. If the spirit of the Lord is speaking to you, you better say something. Because I promise you, you will get no rest and you'll end up in the belly of something. I don't want a Jonah anointing for none of y'all. I don't want none of y'all to have a Jonah anointing like you running from God telling you to say something. Because you will just run into destruction. If the Lord tells you something, you got to say it. Now, when Peter hears it, notice this. The Bible says that when Peter heard it, he stripped Watch this. He, when, when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the water. Notice this. It's too prong here. You got to catch this. When Peter heard it was the Lord, he was struck with passion. That's the second P you need to hear. Not only do you need people in the together that, that have perspective, but you need people that have passion. Some people bout that life, and you need them. Because some of y'all are boring. Amen. Come on. Okay. All right. I ain't talking about none of you, but the people that you know are boring. Right? And I don't mean boring as it relates to your lifestyle. I mean boring as it relates to when you hear God say something, you like, uh, well, maybe next semester. Uh, well, maybe we'll just keep dating and see where it goes. Uh, well. 
I don't have a degree, so, you know, I know they're going to look at somebody else for their promotion, so. You're boring. You need some people in your life that have so much passion, like, listen, whatever we got to do, whatever I got to put on, I got to go and get God. You need some people in your life that are so passionate that even when you wasn't going, girl, you better put on that hair. You better put on that dress. Here, here, girl, come out. Because we always want to talk about the people that's team too much, but let's talk about the people that's team not enough. And clearly, if you got people in your life that's team too much, it's because you team not enough, and y'all will put together to balance each other out. Notice this, though. He puts on his garment, and he runs Watch this, not runs, but he jumps in the boat, I mean, jumps out of the boat to swim to Jesus. Don't miss this illustration because some of you, you're so impetuous that you just try to go get the stuff that God has for you without dressing yourself first. Here's why he put on a garment. You got to remember what Jesus said. Read the text. He, he called them children. And so because he called them children, he understood that there was a father-son relationship engaging right now. And he didn't want to be improper before his father. And some of you, 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 you're running to do something, but you haven't prepared yourself for it. Uh, God says, it's not going to leave. Just get yourself ready and get prepared. Adorn yourself properly. And when you get ready, it'll be there waiting for, I don't know who I'm talking to. Get dressed, put your clothes on, get yourself in order, get yourself together, get yourself. Eight. And then the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the full net of fish. Because we got a blessing, you know. Dragging the full net of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about 100 yards off. So notice this. You got, you got John that says, hey, that's the Lord. You got perspective. You got prophetic sight. Then you got Peter like, ooh, it's Jesus. Come on. You got passion. But then you have, you have the others who were in the boat that understood provision. Sometimes we walk away from the blessings of God that are at the hands of other people because we're overwhelmed by what we heard. Here it is. God may be telling them to go, but he may not necessarily be telling you to go. I got to talk to those people in here who you've been called to manage provision. This is why some of you are, been put, are, are being now, or if you're already there, you're being put in a position where you can do a whole lot for people. This was not for you to just say, look what I have. This is for you to acknowledge that God wants to do something amazing in your life. And so everybody can't jump out the boat because then we leave the fish and all the blessings that he had for us in the sea. 
Go ahead, Peter. Go ahead, passion man. Go ahead. Go ahead, all the Peters. All the Peters. Go. 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 Go ahead. But we need some others who are like, shoot, look what the Lord then did for us. Come on, get that stuff. Pull up them neck. Get that fish in the boat. Let's come. We're on our way. Not, not, not as fast as Peter, but I'm on my way. Here it is. Don't be mad if your process is slower than somebody else's. Don't be mad if your miracle takes longer than somebody else. Because some people, listen, some people are, need a way out. And some of us need to make a way in. Uh, some, some people got to leave now because they need a way out. But some of us have been called to make a way in. Some of us, God is going to give us, I don't know who this is, but some of you, God is going to give you divine resources. And watch this. You're going to know it's God because after all of your business is taken care of, you see a divine surplus. And you got to understand that if God gave you this much, it wasn't just for you to stack. It was for you to provide for somebody else. Provi who are my provision makers in here? Who, who my folk that say, listen, I know he about to blow up my account. And, and when he do it, I'm going to make sure everybody that need to eat, eat. When he do it, I'm going to make sure that everybody need to go to school, go to school. When he do it, I'm going to make sure ain't nobody in my camp walking. When he do it, I'm going to make sure everybody in my camp got a roof over their head. When he do it, I'm going to make sure it get done. That's why stingy people rarely become wealthy. Oh, real, real talk. You look at the Fortune 500s. No, no business on the Fortune 500, their philanthropic budget is under 10%. There is no, there, there is no Fortune 500 business that gives less than 10%. Always is going to give away at least 10% of their earnings every year because it's the law of reciprocity. And the reality is, is that some of you, God has anointed you to be a provider. Don't be mad. Understand that you may have to stay back. But when you stay back, here's the blessing. You're going to bring a lot of stuff with you. I'm out, I'm out of here now. Verse 9 says, and they got to land and they saw a charcoal with fire in place. Listen to this. With fish laid on it and bread. Here's what I need you to understand. God has already prepared something for you. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. What you caught is going to be a blessing to you and those you're connected to. Because what God has for you is already cooked. Listen, listen, don't, listen, don't get excited about that little bonus you got. Because God says, if you thought that was something, just come on back to sure. I already got something in the pot. I got some long-term investments. I got some stocks and I got a new business plan. I got some stuff that I'm getting. I know, I know everybody can't. Okay, okay, all right, let me move. Let me move. So, there's something cooking. That's all I'm saying. There's something cooking. There's something cooking. Verse 10 says, watch this. He says to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. 
Don't miss this. He says, I don't even need you to give me back everything that you got. Just put some of it on the table. And I hear God saying, I'm about to bless somebody in an amazing way. And all I'm asking you to do in return is just put some of it on the table. Is there anybody in here that says, God, I don't mind giving you some when you bless me with it all. So Simon Peter uh, went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Get on the keyboard, man. We got to go. Listen, God is getting ready to do something amazing in this place. And not just in this place, but in your life. And I got to speak to this spirit of anxiety. You're thinking things are moving too fast. God is calling me to do too much. This is too much going on. There's too much happening around me. I, I, I got to tell you right now, listen to me. Listen to me, woman of God. Listen to me, man of God. Listen, God says, I know you got a lot going on, but your net is not going to break. I know there's a lot of transition going on. I know there's a lot of things that you got to pull that you ain't never had to pull before. I know I'm stretching you in places you ain't never been stretched. I know I'm touching parts of your life that have never been touched. But just hang in there. Because even though you feel like it will, your net is not going to break. Can I prophesy to somebody? I don't care how heavy you feel this season is. It's not going to break you. I don't care how hard you think you got it right now. It's not going to break you. I don't care how heavy you feel it is. It's not going to Tell somebody it ain't going to break you. It ain't going to break you. It ain't going to break you. It ain't going it's not going to break you. Then Jesus said come and have breakfast. I feel like we're in a, listen to me, especially my pastor Elise, I feel like we're in a morning season. I feel this prophetically. Listen, I feel like we're at the dawning of a new season. A season of divine activity to where we see the Lord move in ways that we haven't seen him move. Not to say he hasn't done it before. He says, but I'm about to do it before you. I've done it before, but now I'm getting ready to do it before you. You haven't seen anybody get up out of a wheelchair before. But you're about to see it. You, 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 haven't, you, haven't, seen, you haven't seen me bring broken things and put them back together, but you, you're about to see it. You haven't seen people give other folk houses and cars before, but guess what? You're about to see it. You haven't seen people life turn around. You ain't seen nobody really be broken from an addiction in a day. You ain't seen that, but you're about to see Now, none of the disciples asked, dared rather to ask him who you are. They knew it was the Lord. Here's the last thing I want to declare over your life. That God is going to get ready to settle you into a place of divine intuitive knowledge. Yeah, because I hear, I hear in the spirit that many of you have been questioning whether this is God or not. 
Yes. Things that are happening in your life, you're questioning whether or not this is actually God. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I want you to know that this is the Lord. You won't even have to dare to ask if this is God or not. Because when you sit at the provision, when you sit at the table, you'll know, yeah, it's the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a spirit of togetherness. Father God, I know you'll fix us. I know you'll change. I know you'll rearrange. I know you'll organize things where it needs to be. But Father God, just let us stay together. Because we know that there is a divine blessing that comes. So, Father God, I pray for those who have perspective. I pray for those who have prophetic sight in this house. Anoint them, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for every one of those passionate individuals, Father God. Let them not lose their passion because they're not celebrated. Let them not lose their passion because sometimes people don't get with them, Father God. Keep that same, let their fire remain burning. But then, God, for those who are, who are called to to the, to the provision. Father God, I pray right now that you keep them you keep them settled in the boat. I pray, Father God, you keep them right where they need to be so that they can provide for others. Father, we're believing you that we will have insight. Father God, we're not going back to where we used to be. We're not going back. We're not going back. We're going to go forward. We're going to move forward and do exactly what you told us to do and the way you told us to do it because we're all in together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody hear a word from the Lord today? I love you. I pray God's blessings for you. Listen to me. We got a couple of things to do before we get out. The first thing is this.